Welcome to the Commissioned Woman Podcast, where faith, sales, and leadership collide. I'm your host, Demetria Reese. I'm a wife, mother, and entrepreneur, and I'm obsessed with understanding what does it take to grow in faith and leadership? What does that really look like? Plus, how does that show up in life and business? So whether you are folding laundry or going for a run, pressing cruise control on your commute into work, or on a flight headed to your next mission, I welcome you. Welcome back. This is episode two, being a good steward of your talents. In the previous episode, I described the three phases of growth, stewardship, leadership, and mastery, which sparked an entire series that this is going to start. It's going to be a three-part series all about stewardship. This is what I call the three T's of stewardship. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, and pause, if you've not listened to that one, you may want to stop right here and dive on into that one first. But I mentioned into that episode, I am always stewarding in some form or fashion. And you know what? By the end of this episode, you'll realize that you are too. This conversation is going to shed light on the first T of stewardship And that is talent. What's required to be a good steward of your talent? So let's get into it. Now, before I get into the meat of this conversation, I need to define two things for you. If you know anything about me, know this. If ever I have a question about anything, I'm doing research and I mean a ton of it. And the first places I'm always going to go is to my Bible and to a dictionary. So Before I start off this episode, I really have to define two things for you. The first one is stewardship. So what does that actually mean? By definition, it means the job of supervising or taking care of something. So in order to be a good steward, you have to take good care of something, right? The second definition I want to share with you is is what is a talent, Talent has multiple definitions. In this episode, I'm referring to the natural endowments of a person. So that's a gift that you've been given. Okay. And as again, I'm I'm studying and researching these things for you. I opened up my Bible and the story that came up for me was the story that Jesus told about the parable of the talents. Um, or in my Bible, the New Living Translation is called the story of the three servants. This is going to be found in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 through 30. I encourage you to, you know, go study this on your own. Um, But let me tell you about the story. So in the story, there is a master and he's going on a long trip. And he's called his three servants to look look over everything for him to take care of, of his things. And he gave each of these three servants talents according to their abilities. So talents in the Bible is actually referring to a sum of money. And back then, one talent was actually a large sum of money. So he gave them each different amounts. One servant received five talents. The second servant received 
two talents and the last one received one. The one who received five talents immediately took those talents and invested them and doubled his money. So he had 10 talents by the end of this. The second servant did the same thing, invested those two talents and now has four. The third one though, was fearful of his master. He considered him a harsh man and was afraid that he was going to lose his money. So what he decided to do instead was dig a hole and bury that talent so he could keep it safe for when his master returned. So the master returns and he's again checking in on on how well has his servants taken care of what they've been given. The first two servants were praised for what they had done. They doubled their money. And so he was happy, praised them, and for their good stewardship, gave them more responsibilities since they were were so good with what they've been given. He gave them more, okay? This third one, however, I mean, he basically cussed him out, it sounded like. <laughs> he was like, you lazy and a wicked servant. I would have been better off with you putting my money in a bank and getting interest than I would have been with you burying it in the ground. Now, this is really interesting to me. When I think about stewardship, again, kind of going back to the definition, means taking care of something. I mean, on the surface, you'd think that servant one and servant two really went above and beyond having invested it and doubled it, right? But that third one had this mindset of, I don't want to lose it, so I'm going to bury it so that I can keep it safe. So when you think about being a good steward, taking care of something, I mean, why wasn't that servant considered good for at least keeping his money safe? This is really important, I think, for for was important for me to understand and kind of see that to be a good steward of our talents isn't just about keeping it. It's really about doing more with it. It's about investing it and multiplying it. Okay? And I think this is something that we all should sit with. Like, have we sat and first of all, even acknowledged our talents, our natural gift, the thing that God gave us? And if we have, what are we doing to invest it and multiply it? Because that is what's required to be a good steward of our talents. So I'm going to take you guys all the way back. In the very beginning, I always knew I had a gift of speaking. Of course, as a child, I didn't think of it as a gift. Um, but just because I talked as a kid, it never occurred to me that that would you know, send me down this path and, and have me start a podcast and has me teaching and speaking in front of, of large groups and on stages. I mean, I love to speak But again, I I didn't necessarily know this back then. As a child, I remember getting in trouble for doing two things. Getting in trouble for being in grown folks' conversations 
it's it's funny because I remember talking to my mom's friends and her friends, first of all, loved to talk to me too. So we would have full on conversations before my mom was like, girl, go in the room and go be with the kids. <laughs> and then uh, the second thing I would get in trouble for was asking too many questions. I remember getting in trouble in school because I genuinely was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, help me understand and asking too many questions got me in trouble sometimes. But it didn't stop me from feeding into that natural gift. I couldn't stay away. You couldn't stop me from doing those two things, asking questions and, and talking. Okay, so I was in student council in elementary school. I was in speech and debate in high school. And naturally, right out of high school, I was in sales. Um, and I mean, I was also at a front uh, front desk uh at a hotel. But again, I'm talking to people. That was my job. All of the things that I did require me to speak and teach. Okay. Now, how did I invest in my, in my skills and my talents? I think the first part of being able to invest in your talent and start the path of multiplying your talent, I think you have to spend time doing it and developing it. So that it, it turns in from just being a natural gift to being an enhanced skill that you have that no one else has. Right. So it, it, when you think about uh, sports, even someone can be good naturally at basketball, but you don't become great without first spending your time doing it and developing it, getting coaching to enhance that skill. Now. I don't, it doesn't really matter where you started. Maybe you've not necessarily invested time into that gift. You've got to start to allow your talent to guide you. My gift has guided me. Now, did I veer off the path sometimes? Yes, I did. Um, and I remember those times vividly. Uh, one particular time, I remember taking on a role um, working for a, a marketing company. I started off um, as a project manager. You know, I'm pretty smart. I'm good with people. I'm pretty good about getting groups of people to rally behind and do things um, on my behalf. So I thought this was a good role for me. But man, once I was in it, it felt like I was swimming upstream. I'm if I'm honest with you guys, I was terrible. I was a terrible project manager. Luckily, I've got some wit about me. Um, so I did manage to, you know, manage million dollar launches, but it was not easy. In fact, it was painful for me and everybody I was working with. My, you know, my team, they liked me. They would do anything that I asked them to do because I would ask really nicely and I had relationships with them. I think that's the reason why those projects succeeded. But it was painful because I'm having I'm calling them last minute. Oh, I forgot this. Oh, you know, I need to email the client and this. And it was just a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. I was swimming upstream. It was not in alignment with my natural gift. But as soon as I moved into a role that was in alignment with that, it flowed. It flowed so good. Of course, there's going to be some challenges, but I think that you've really got to, you know, have discernment on like what things are just challenges that come with growth 
right? So if I'm moving to the next level, like going from being a salesperson to being a sales manager, um, to teaching people how to lead sales teams, like each of those level had its own um, t- types of challenges, but it was still in flow with my natural gift. So it grew. Project man- management, I just had to get out of, okay, completely. <laughs> Fired myself, I did. So, you know, as I'm sharing sharing this with you, I, I urge you to really sit within yourself and ask, like, have you even acknowledged the talent that you have? Have you really taken the time to sit with and say, this is the thing? Because if you haven't, you may or may not have been investing in that talent. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Take this conversation as your cue and your confirmation to do that. To spend, take some time right now to think about that. And maybe you've already acknowledged it. And perhaps you realize that you're driving out of alignment with your talent. Meaning you're not spending time in that talent. You're not doing work in that talent. You're not developing that talent. This is your cue to get back on that path. And then, because after you acknowledge it, after you are investing time in it, what's also required is for you to multiply it. That is required for you to be a good steward of your talents. You must multiply it. So how do you multiply it? You multiply it by investing in it. That means getting out, getting support outside of yourself to enhance that skill, invest it. And then the second part of multiply is teaching it, passing that on to someone else. Because what, what is a gift if it's something that you're still sitting on yourself? Multiplying, those servants didn't just take those talents and invest them and lose them. They didn't just invest them and keep those five in their pocket. They came back and they gave that back and got more and multiply it and give back. And so I believe that's also a part of it. If you are in leadership, right, and you know that there's areas that you need to grow in, invest in growing it. And the only way, and this is actually uh, the way to master any type of knowledge, is you've got to pass that information on to someone else. That's how you actually truly know you've mastered any information is your ability to be able to teach it effectively. So have you multiplied that talent? As, again, as a sales and a leadership coach, I am always investing time and money into in developing my talents. But what's also required of me is that I can take that and pass that on to someone else, multiplying again my talents, literally creating and training other people to do the things that I've learned to do. And as a result, my territory is always expanding. So, you know, as I conclude this conversation today on the first T of stewardship, which is talents, my question to you is, have you been a good steward of your talents? Have you acknowledged it? 
And if you have, what are you doing right now to develop it and to multiply it? And know this, there's never a final level of this. There's always more. So you may be someone sitting in a position, have built a business that is wildly successful. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not time to stop. If everything is going good and everything is moving smooth, it's time for you to sit back and analyze what are the areas of opportunity for you to further develop and grow and multiply that talent. There's always a next level. There's always a next level. So that concludes episode two. The next episode, I'm going to be covering the second T of stewardship. And that is time. It is going to be a good one. So I hope to see you inside. If you enjoyed this conversation, I encourage you to do one of two things, but I'd love you if you do both. (laughs) I encourage you to download this episode, download this episode so that you can listen back and fully implement what you've heard. In each episode, I'm asking you a question, I'm giving you a tip, and I'm giving you something to implement. Downloading is the best way to ensure that you go back and take action. The second thing I'll ask you to do is, if you know you are a commissioned woman, a woman who's meant to do more, be more, and have more, I encourage you to follow us and turn on your bell notification so you don't miss any time we put out a next episode. With that being said, I'll see you in the next one.